Hey everybody, I want to take a second to tell you about Snagit 2022. I don't have time to go into all the details about Snagit 2022, but it has a variety of options for fast and easy to use video creation. It's got new ways to work across devices and platforms with the new cloud library. And your purchase or upgrade includes your first year of maintenance and the newly updated Snagit certification course. With 20 plus videos of Snagit how-tos, certification is a great way to help you speed up your workflows, unlock potential, and get your work done faster. So check out Snagit 2022 today at snagit.com. And now, back to the podcast. Just those, like Andy had brought up, those basic folder structures of, you know, getting getting your video sort of organized here and your music and your document. It's just having those set up. Go into production ready, do something to make your process a little bit better. Try running through your script. Think through those things and make a checklist of what you'll need but and, and make mental notes or actual written notes uh, so that you're ready to roll uh, when the time comes. Hey everybody, Matt Pearson, Learning and Video Ambassador for TechSmith. So glad you're here. I've got Andy and Justin with me today, and we're going to be talking about the things you need to do and think about before you hit record. So gentlemen, this is something I think is going to be super exciting to talk about because it's getting us to the exciting part of actually making the video. But I think there's some key steps before you ever hit record. So what are the things you guys have thought about in terms of like, okay, you've done your pre-planning, you've done your product, you're thinking about what you're gonna share, your message. What are the key things you need to do before you actually hit record? Any thoughts? Man, there's there, there's a, a lot of things we can go down uh, the road with on this one. Cause I think, in fact, just before we started recording, I'm just gonna share a little behind the scenes. Justin's camera went blurry. And, and that's something with webcams that is hard to control. So for example, uh, I just told him, Put your hand up as close to the webcam as you can. I won't do it fully, but you get it real close so that your webcam pulls focus and puts it on the hand. See, it's going to do it. Mine's freaking out right now. (laughs) (laughs) And then you pull it closer to your face so that it follows the focus and gets it in focus on you. Because what you need is to be in focus. You'd hate to start recording. And then after you're all the way done, find out, oh, didn't set focus on my camera. Um, You, for me, I like to white balance my cameras. A lot of cameras don't need it. You know, if you're if you're using an iPhone or uh, a webcam like this, white balance is really just like tapping on the screen or, you know, you might have Logitech software that you just say like, hey, make sure it's not too warm, not too cold looking. Um, those are those are like some camera things you can do. But also, man, I I don't want to I tell you, there's so many roads you can go down. I don't want to go past the value of uh, naming conventions in how you save your assets, right? So if we're doing a screen recording video, if we're doing a, a video video of a bunch of different video clips and we wanna put them all together in our video, if we've got sound effects or narration, where are you storing all that stuff on your hard drive? Where is it going? Uh, for me, I like to have a very standardized set of folders. Uh, and the first folder is usually, and I always number them so that they show up in the same order uh, of my priority. Uh, and without a visual, I'm going to bore you guys to tears. So here we go. I'm going to go through real fast. <laughs> zero, zero is project. No, I'm, right, I'm writing this down. So spit it to me. <laughs> zero, zero projects. That's the first folder. Zero, one is video or footage. That's the video folder. It should all live in there, including screen recording. You can separate them out by video and screen recording subfolders. Zero, two is going to be audio. You're going to have a separate folder for music and narration if those things exist in your video. Zero, 
uh, what I land on? Zero three is going to be graphics or images. Maybe you've got pictures. Maybe you've got logos you want to use. Separate all those types of image files into that folder. Zero four is going to be documents. I put scripts in there. You can have any other documents you might need, like bios on, on uh, people that you're interviewing, maybe. Zero five is going to be your exports folder. That's where I'm going to save my drafts until I have the final version, which is the approved final. Uh, sometimes I'll put captions in that folder as well. So there's my... There's my big uh, assign your folders so, pitch. I, I have so many questions. Why the zeros? <laughs> <laughs> this is a great question because I forgot when I originally set up my folders to include a projects file the first time I ever did this. And so it's just a carryover from my first mistake. Uh, the first time I ever did this, I started zero one footage, zero two, you know, and I went down the list. And then I was just saving my projects in the general folder because I was like, oh, I'll just have one video project there's my camtasia file or there's my premiere pro or whatever video editor you're using it's just going to be one it's never just one there's always more than one <laughs> but but so. to justin's question the zeros gives you the control over the order of what you put them in that's so zero one yes. if you oh, but if you end up with sorry. more than 10 10 right like 10 right. one you know so you're just trying to keep control of the order of yep. of your folders and so that way ultimate ultimate flexibility in terms of what you want to do but I think, Andy, are you also kind of going through these and saying these are the things like these are the order that you're most likely to use them or need them in when you're actually going to make your video? It's both priority order for me and like chronologically, I'm going to set up a project first. I'm going to then get my footage ready to go um, or screen recordings, you know, not always like I, this is a carryover from when I did weddings, you know, in, in years past footage was always the first thing collected music would come later and so for me it was it was chronologically i had the footage then i'd need to get the audio uh images would be you know after that and some some projects aren't going to have all these things either like i would say the majority of my work um the scripts i keep online sometimes if i'm handing them off to a vendor or a third party or another editor i'll remember to download the script and include it in the file uh because otherwise it's just me who's accessing it i know it's online i know where to find it um, but it's good to keep all those things together in case you ever hand off the project. But yeah, it's it's priority and you know the the order of when I come to that part of the project for me. Yeah, so, so I'm that, actually I'm going to come at this from a little different perspective because I I agree I have lots of folders that are project ties like that. But I, I think the goal is get yourself organized so that you can do your work quickly and efficiently and whatever makes sense for you. And I love Andy's structure and I've used that structure myself uh, for bigger projects. For smaller projects, I just dump stuff in a folder because I don't have 20 different files. I have like four and it's not hard to get organized. But the key is get organized so that way when you're in production or when you're filming stuff or you're editing stuff, you don't have to go spend time. I spend so much time trying to go out onto like a network drive or look on a old hard drive to find stuff. That's what's going to get bogged down. You're going to get out of flow. And so just come up with a structure that works and be ready for that. So that way you can move through your project. That's the, that's the goal yeah. to get the project done. Well, that, I know just as a comment I, before you, yeah, I was just going to say my, my other thing is when I did it alphabetically video was, you know, I Oh one video would always show up last for V. Oh, you can see paint on my sleeve. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the V would always show up at the bottom of my folder. And it was usually the first thing I needed. So it drove me crazy that it was all out of order because that's, you know, I, I'm not obsessive compulsive necessarily, but sometimes I can be with these things. Well, I, again, for me, and like, I'll be honest, I have never used a folder structure for any video I've ever made. So I'm going to, I'm going to admit that right here uh, to everybody. 
but even just having the folders in place starts to make sense to me as far as like I don't have to start from scratch to think about what to bring in for my video, right? Like I know, oh, I need, yes, I need my, my TechSmith logo or, oh, I need um, these. Gra and so it ties back into the other conversations we were having about planning and making sure you get your video planned out. And this is like the, to me anyway, as somebody who hasn't really done it, like, oh yeah, this would be the final step and like actually having a place to then house all those things that you yep. have pre-planned and then you can go forth and be like Matt was saying, be faster with your video creation. Cause sometimes like, eh, even if I have a script, it's like, I don't haven't thought out of the graphics or thought about, you know, what this what sort of screen casting I might want to put in there. And then I just hop into Camtasia and I'm trying to make the video. Um, yeah. That's another good point too, right? We're talking about before you hit record and, and what graphics do you need before you hit record? Um, are you going to be showing them, while you're recording or is this something you can put in afterward um you know if, if we're recording a software interface uh and it's software that we use all the time uh let's say i'm recording snagit right uh, i want to show someone how to do something in snagit and i've got my recent trays of other snagit images i've created at the bottom and it's kind of a mess i can go through and clear that out before i start recording or even just close the tray uh, so that when I record, my audience is focused on what I want them to be focused on, not on all my old work that wasn't intended to be shown. So so it's things like that where you kind of clean up your user interface. I know Matt's talked a lot in the past about, like, clean up your desks, desktop, um, you know, kind of background. Do you want family pictures as your desktop background while you're recording? Or do you want kind of a generic, you know, uh, Windows or Mac, whatever whatever it is, background so it doesn't distract from from your message? Hide the extensions, hide the apps, hide all the stuff that you don't want people looking at because I'm a nosy person, I think, and I will look at all the things that you've got open. Like, what programs are they using? Because one, I'm generally interested and in, maybe I'm like, well, if yeah. they're using that, maybe I should use that. But I think at the, but like, if that's not what you want me to focus on, don't show me that because it's like, you know, you know, I'm always looking for Camtasia in any screen recording. <laughs> that's are they right. using Camtasia? <laughs> are they using that? Because I want to know. Yeah. Well, it's just, yeah. it can be distracting too, right? Like as, as a viewer of that content, you, you are, you are automatically down another trail trying to figure out, you know, what's, what's on their desktop there, right? Or what, what icon, yeah. what folders are back there or things like that. So I think even just as a viewer of that content and I, I do the same thing in in a myriad of ways where it's like, oh, what's that other thing? Any of those little things that you may unknowingly put into your video that could be a distraction get him out of there yeah yeah i talked about that in the i, th I think it was the last time we spoke where I, I brought up my big french word of mise-en-scene when you're recording and you're on screen and you've got anything in your background is a distraction i've even got a notebook next to me i just noticed was in the widescreen i'm going to move out of the way now um but like you're in control of anything that shows up on camera uh that's true of your desktop too you're in control of it so so hide mm -hmm. it you know anything you don't want shown in fact sometimes when we record our screen we won't show the top bar uh, of the screen a it'll show that I'm recording using Camtasia but it also shows like the date and time and that kind of dates it and you know so so those are the kind of things you can hide once you're recording too I was gonna say it's funny as you bring that up like I'm even thinking like the internal videos I make right like I'm trying to show somebody a Google Analytics dashboard or something like I always hide my tabs and my bookmarks and because again like I don't want that to distract anybody like well what's justin got on his bookmarks like let's, how many tabs does he have open right? justin you don't want like to know how many tabs i have open you don't know how many tabs i have open because they'll i'll get that comment too but um <laughs> but yeah it's like trying to limit those distractions to where i own mm -hmm. and even in the shot of 
Google Analytics, I might even try to blow that up as big as I can to get any of the other stuff that's distracting compared to what I'm actually trying to show, which is like the data point. Um, so I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that as far as like cleaning up what's on the actual screen as well. I, I do. I mean, I think if you're doing screen recording, you all you best practice is that you're going to run through that process at least once because a couple things happen, right? Like you might be surprised at how the screen changes in ways that are unexpected, like things might pop up or something might cover something up that you didn't just plan for. Um, and so you really want to just have walked through that process once if you can to see all the things that might get in the way. And also just to try to look at it from a fresh perspective, like how can I... I'm going to use a, I'm going to use my big word for the day is cognitive overload, right? Like if you've got lots of things happening on the screen and you're not helping me to focus on the most important thing, I'm going to start that that takes its toll and it's going to start being kind of heavy to pay attention to. So you want to try to re reduce all the things that don't matter and really help the, the, the individual to focus. Now, some of this might be done in post-production. But if you can do as much as possible during the kind of the recording process, uh, you're going to go a long way. And I, I, I was thinking as I've heard you both talking, it's like, it's like, what can, what needs to be repeated every single time I'm going to make a video and how can I make that just super scalable, like, like repeatable. And I, so I don't forget because I, I know I always forget this stuff, right? I, I'm always, I'll start recording and then something will pop up in a book. Oh, I know better. Uh, and so it's just like, how can I, how can I help myself to not make those mistakes? Because ultimately that takes time. In fact, I started recording this morning and I just got to a point. I'm like, I just have to start. I was, I think it was about five minutes in. I'm like, cause it's a longer presentation. I was like, I just have to start over now because this is, it's thrown me off. I wasn't expecting yeah. it. I had to pause in a weird way. And so I think just kind of overall, like all this stuff is like find repeatable, scalable things that you can just do and make your life easier. Um, but to go through the well, practice run. Absolutely. And it helps to know yourself and your, not just your strengths, but your weaknesses. Like for me, I know there's certain things I tend to forget. And so, you know, in the, in the video recording studio at TechSmith, I have a sticky note on my set where I, you know, especially right now where we're not using it frequently. So when I go in every time I've got this sticky note just left where I need, and it reminds me, don't forget to take a picture for the thumbnail. Cause I'm going to need to have a thumbnail for this video. And I don't want it to be me with my mouth agape as I'm in the middle of talking. Um, right, exactly, because that's what it ends up being, or one of these open teeth smiles because I'm actually talking. Um, so I, I take a picture, of the, you know, for the thumbnail before I start recording. I, uh, I always set my white balance. Again, we talked about that a little bit. Um, but I also have a note that says, um, oh, gosh, what is it? It's, uh, oh, take, take pictures behind the scenes, because I like to post those to my personal LinkedIn profile of kind of, you know, what I'm working on and, and things that I've learned, lessons I've learned. So it's just even take some pictures for yourself. Um, so Reminds it's all those me. kind of things that I know I tend to forget. I'm going to do that right now, guys. Let's, uh, you know. Oh, excellent. <laughs> there you go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and, see, yeah. and now he has something to post because he, see, now you need to write it on a sticky note if you're going to forget every time. Right. Oh, I was going to say, it's the same thing for me. And again, not in the studio, but for, um, you know, I can't, I can't tell you the amount of times I've been in uh, recording a video. And then especially now with everybody remote, like you get a ping 
and you know it's up in the screen and, and you get the noise right or whatever and so yeah. it's, it's oh, like the basic thing of like turn off notifications or turn on do not disturb like little things like that because if you get all the way into this video and you're almost done and then this thing pops up <laughs> and you got this no and then you're distracted and it's terrible um yeah. so i think yeah having coming up with some sort of checklist like that to where Every time you go through before you hit literally hit record, you can just go up, 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 up and check them all off and say, yep, I've, I've, I've minimized my uh, desktop icons. I've cleaned up my background. I've turned on my turned off my notifications. Um, you know, we, we say that before we go live on here, right? Like, did, yeah. did everybody turn off their their notifications? Uh, those type of things. So well, and not I, just I, your I, desktop, too. Our phones, too. Phones, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say, I feel like there's something about this that like there's almost a stigma attached to like, Oh, you have to have a checklist and Oh, that's, that's a, Oh, you know, like you should just know what you're doing. And it's like, no way. Like no. I have so many things going on on my screen, like from a screen recording perspective and things in my day, I've got kids here at home. Like there's so many things I'm trying to do and focus on that. Anything I can do to help me remember is going to be valuable. And because it's really easy to forget something and it's, and, and, and it's going to always come back to bite you in the middle of the thing where it's hard to fix right? Like that notification yeah. that comes up, maybe I could cover that up. But like if something else really happens on your screen and things change and like, you know, it's, it's going to be problematic and you're just, you know, you don't want to burn the time and the energy. I guess you get to choose, right? Do you, do you burn the time and energy going through a checklist and creating a checklist or do you burn the time and energy editing every single video because you have the problem? Like well, at some point you have to fix it, right? It's it's right. what you said too, which is so key with all that is repeatable, scalable, like all of those. Like it's like what we talked about when earlier um, in a previous show about creating an outline or creating a, a script template or creating a pre -check, pre check for audience questions and things like that. Because then every time, it, it's sort of that's how you create your video workflow. Like we talked about, like that's how you start to set up your own workflow in your own custom. Um, but like, that's one of the realizations that I'm even having right now as we're talking is like, oh, that's how you set that up. Like you make a bunch of videos, you figure out how to build. We lost you there for a second. You went robotic. Yeah. You build your own work. You build your own workflow after that. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, so again, you know, uh, background in wedding videos uh, before every wedding, even I would send out a questionnaire to the couples and it was a pretty stock questionnaire so that, you know, I knew there's certain things I always want to catch in a video. Um, but if there's anything you guys are doing that's different than most couples, let me know about it. Let me know about anything unique. And it would also include like, if you're writing your own vows, tell me about it. Cause oftentimes there'd be written things in their vows that would be triggers for visuals for me. And I think, okay, remember to go film, you know, daughter dancing with dad at the reception. I mean, I would anyway, but like really emphasize this cause she's going to talk about the relationship there or, or whatever it was, you know, they, they could be uh, gifts that they were exchanging earlier in the day that had sentimental value. But if I don't know those things in advance to film them, I'm going to miss a major part of their day. So I would try and find anything that's different about this video than normal. So relating back to, to screen capture, you know, prepare for what you're going to record, prepare for what you're going to capture. Um, if you get into it and suddenly are like, oh, you know what? I didn't have a demonstration video to put in here. 
that's a little late. You should, you should start. And we've all been there. Like I'll, I'll go into something and we, we sometimes call it Acme content, right? Like I don't want you focusing on the content on screen. I want you focusing on what I'm doing with it. So I need some kind of, you know, dummy content almost to just sit there and be a, be an asset that helps me. Um, but going into it, I don't want to confuse people and show off real assets, you know, a, a real website. Cause then Again, we're talking about people's focus and their attention, and now they're looking at this real website that they're like, oh, you know, I should go refinance my mortgage. No, that's not the point. <laughs> well, I think too, Andy, that the, the idea of like even preparing text for screen videos, right? Like that if you're going to have to have text that you're typing out, no one wants to watch you type. But if you don't right. think about it, you haven't prepared that like sentence or that and maybe it's a username or whatever. Like, but if it's prepared, you can just copy and paste it. Like, and that's, it's easier to edit than if like, okay, now I'm going to type this thing. That's really kind of boring. So I think it's just breaking down what you're going to do into those smaller pieces and saying, what can I just front load? Cause I think with screen recording in particular, but any video, like I've been on video shoots where you and, and you're, and, you know, and uh, other people were like, did we get everything that we needed? And we're, we're racking our brains to make sure we've got yeah. every single piece. Because you can't necessarily go back. And, and if your screen recording may be a little easier, but it is hard to recreate situations. Yeah. And it's you can't go back and just go like, oh, well, you know, Matt's going to wear the same thing. He's going to have the same length of hair. He's going to have the same stubble. He's going to he's gonna sound the same. He's going to, you know, the sunlight's going to be the same. The people that were there before are going to be there. Like, yeah. you, you just can't, you can't control that. And so just having that right. list to make sure you get everything is, again, going to just save so much time. Even on the screen, yeah. I've been in, I've been in a situation where I've been recording something, and I came back to it a couple of days later, and they updated the website. It's like, oh, oh. that's throw it yeah. out, start over. Yeah. Well, and it, I mean, anytime we go on those on location interview shoots, you know, for anyone who's seen some of the TechSmith Academy interviews we we do, you know, that's a that's a one time event that's happening right then. We interview these people in whatever clothes they're wearing that day. I hope we got a thumbnail image. You know, I hope we we remembered to take that picture with you and them or a few behind the scenes captures. Uh, so these are all things that we have on a checklist that, you know, again, a checklist is not like an assignment that you have to do. But, oh, my gosh, is it helpful to have? I'm, I'm a big proponent of checklists, even when I'm you know, we're not talking about production yet. But even when I'm in the production phase and I have someone review a video, uh, we use our video review service and they can leave a comment right at the time card. And then I use that as a checklist to go through and edit it and make my changes. Um, so a pre-production checklist is so much more helpful because, like you said, you can't always go back and get it later. Uh, I would rather do everything right and maybe even a little bit overkill the first time so that we know we've got what we need. So um, what are some of those things then that if I'm trying to look to make even a on a sticky note pre-production checklist, like what are the, I know we've mentioned some of them, but are there maybe a more formatted version that what things would I add notifications, et cetera. Yeah, I like, I mean, I think Matt's got 50 of those, but uh, I think basically you, <laughs> you want to, uh, so I'm going to say the ones I know and then Matt can fill in all the rest. <laughs> Great. Uh, but no yeah, you got to have, have a cleaned up desktop. Uh, you want to turn off notifications. You want to make sure that the software you're actually going to demonstrate is on screen or ready to go and it's cleaned up. Maybe you need to start fresh in that software uh, and not in the middle of a project that you're already working on. So clean that up and get it prepared. Uh, you need to have a microphone ready to go and plugged in. You need to have, you know, your camera ready to go and, uh, and framed up all of the things that, you know, if you're not used to filming videos, maybe your checklist is going to be longer than mine because, you know, I, I remember certain things just out of habit. Um, 
but anything that you think you might forget is worth putting on that checklist, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I mean, I think there's lots of things that have caught me, uh, like, unexpectedly, but like, hey, did you check your background before you recorded? Just a reminder, like, because I know to check my background, but I forget a lot because I'm like, I'm in a hurry and I'm just trying to get it done. Um, I think anything that's, you know, going to affect your, the way it looks, uh, if there's anything that you know you need during your video, and not just for screen recording, but like if you're doing something and you know that you, you've been thinking, oh, I should really have a prop for this, you know, make sure that you've, you've, you've checked that off. Like, yep, prop is ready. Or, you know, looking at the way you're dressed, whatever it is that you feel like you need. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, make sure you've drank lots of water before, you know, like you've yes, done all. Put it on the checklist. Put it on the checklist. Uh, <laughs> things that you just want to make sure you don't forget. And from a screen recording standpoint, uh, I mean, echo the notification stuff. Also look at like beyond your desktop, like what else are you showing? Like even if you're going to go into a file folder, what files are you going to, that are going to be seen? Is there other information that you don't want to be recorded that might be considered private or passwords or uh, company information that you don't want anyone else to know. Um, so you just got to be really careful and, and think through those things and it'll be, that list will be slightly different for everybody. Um, but then also make sure if you're, there's other things you're going to grab. And we've talked about this kind of with the file structure, but like your logos, your stock footage, uh, your stock images, any kind of those things, if you can put those together beforehand, the idea is when you get into editing, you just want to be able to sit down and not have to worry about where are all the things that you can just mm -hmm. go to work. Because I, I, I really believe that my best editing is when I can focus on it and I'm not like distracted. It's kind of like writing. I don't know if, if I write for five minutes and then I get distracted by a kid and I come back, I'm like, okay, where was I? Uh, you just want to try to eliminate those future distractions so that you can focus on that one thing and get it done and, 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 you know, not spend time doing lots of other things during that process. Uh, I like as a, as a writer and, you know, a, a content person, I think that's a really interesting analogy that I wouldn't have thought of as somebody who isn't a, a, a professional video editor in any way, shape or form, but being able to actually get into the work and not be distracted is really, really key. And I think some of the, some of the problems are self-inflicted distractions of like not getting the stuff figured out before you hop in. Um, mm -hmm. And so I like the, I like that idea of, yeah, like get everything set up. So when it's like doing your research ahead of time, if you're in a writing project, the problem with a lot of, of a lot of writers is you uh, try to do everything at once, research, write and edit all in one session. And that's horrible. <laughs> so because you're trying to do you, you're trying to do the research, write the sentence and then make your sentence sound perfect all at once. <laughs> Whereas if you segment it out and say, OK, I'm going to do my research first. So in a video aspect, I'm going to gather all do all my research, get all my planning set up, and then I'm going to record and then I'm going to do my do my editing. It's, it's chunking the process up that way, which I think, in, at least in my brain, makes a lot more sense. Yeah, there's one. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say there was one video recently where we we uh, our our facilities are obviously a little different right now than they would be, you know, uh, when we're not in a, a shutdown situation. So I can't go into my office, but I can go into my video studio. And I knew I had something on my office desk I needed to record this video. So I had to coordinate in advance uh, with our facilities manager to make sure uh, he could grab this. It was actually a slate, you know, a, a clapboard so that I could show it in a video. 
but I knew in the script it said Andy holds up clapboard and snaps it once. And I was like, oh, do I have a clapboard? Do I have one nearby? Like, I need to make sure that's actually ready for me in the studio. Uh, so normally I would have grabbed it, but I had to coordinate that in advance. So, yeah, it's it's those kind of notes. Like, what does it say in the script? What did I write that I want to physically show off? Is it is it a prop? Is it on screen? Uh, those are the things that you need to have at the ready. Yeah, and I'll just say, if, if anyone's looking for resources, I'm pretty sure in the TechSmith Academy, we have some of these documents, these checklists. Uh, I don't remember which course it was exactly, but we can link to that. Uh, also, if you're doing a very complex shoot, we've got a shot list a template that you can go through and create that will help you know all the things going into your, your video shoot, what you need. We've got storyboards. If you use your storyboard well, you can that can also help you to create these templates. But gentlemen, I think, I think we've covered a lot of ground here. There's obviously, there's a million things you could prepare to get ready to go into production. Uh, but let's let's wrap up with our final takes on things you've learned or things that you would last recommend. Uh, Justin, let's start with you as someone who hasn't done this much. Yeah, I think for me, the just those like Andy had brought up, those basic folder structures of, you know, getting getting your video sort of organized here and your music and your document. It's just having those set up Literally, I have to make a video today at some point. I'm going to do this. I'll set it up. I'll set up my folder. And for the first time ever in my life, I will try to create a video file, uh, you know, a video like Andy does. So there we go. Nice. Perfect. Well, let me just say as uh, we'll give Andy the last word here, but what I'm going to say is like, do something. Don't don't just expect that you're going to be able to have everything in. It's going to just all work out. I don't care. And I don't care how much or how little you plan and prepare and folder structure just do those things to help you go into production ready so that way you're not spending and burning time because i think that's really the most important part of this it, it can look in a million different ways it can look it can however it's going to work for you but do something to make your process a little bit better andy yeah i would even say one thing that we didn't bring up that i think might be helpful for all of this is if you want to create that checklist but you don't know where to start try running through your script what do you hear yourself saying and, and visualize what it is that you're going to be showing at that time. Is it your face on screen or is it software on screen or is it a prop? Is it something, is it, is it footage of someone else riding a bike or doing something? Think through those things and make a checklist of what you'll need uh, to do this video. You don't necessarily have to, to run through it like a dry run where you're actually reading it, but just actually personally read through it and, and make mental notes or actual written notes uh, so that you're ready to roll uh, when the time comes. Perfect. Excellent advice, gentlemen. We want to thank everybody for tuning in. Of course, like and subscribe wherever you are, YouTube, iTunes, whatever. We'd love to have that uh, privilege to be in your inbox more often than we are. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. Andy and Justin, we're so great. Always a great conversation. We'll be back with more topics, more conversation. And until next time, we'll see you again.